Hey y'all, this is Chad. Welcome back to another episode of the Beyond Rad Podcast. This week I had the opportunity to sit and talk with Matt Powell from City Mouth Music. Matt is the voice and the mind behind City Mouth Music. He's got a lot of talent. He's really down to earth. He just barely released an album April 16th. It's super awesome. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. So let's just jump right on into it. Um, just wanted to kind of jump in with you um, and and talk about, honestly, one of the things that I've I've been curious about is, first off, how you got the name City Mouth, how you came up with that. <laughs> Yeah, um, this is always a confusing thing to explain. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, it's like a, it's like an extended metaphor. Basically, um, when I was in high school, my first job was in the city. And, uh, it was very different for me, uh, from where I grew up, uh, and basically, I would write a lot on the train on the way to my job. And basically, for me, like the city was like a metaphor for like the outside world outside of my like sheltered existence. Oh, okay. Um, and basically, I started to like see that there were there were some things that I really liked about that world some things I didn't like about it but like for better or for worse that was starting to influence my ways of thinking and my writing yeah um, and so, so when you when you say city you're you're saying like a major city correct yeah chicago okay yeah so so obviously um I mean, for anyone who who's lived in a suburb of a major city, it's it's significantly different out in the suburbs than uh, than in the in the actual city. So I'm I'm getting a little bit better idea because because um, I'm kind of putting it together now. So keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So um, that was like I I um, it's just the idea of like the outside world that that that's um, like outside of your own innocence like influencing you for better or for worse like at the same time in a good way and in a bad way influencing you and the way that you talk the way that i write um and just it's it's just about base basically city mouth is about being honest about uh the loss of innocence i guess and being like identifying with the uglier parts of yourself and of the world in a weird way that's yeah. both good and bad. Cool. See, that's that's so cool because I mean, it's a cool name. It's it's catchy, but I always love the stories behind that type of stuff. And so you said that was back in high school that you were uh, that you were doing the the traveling to the city for work that that's what you said right i worked at the bean at millennium park selling hot dogs awesome (laughs) (laughs) i think we've all had those uh those high school jobs where it's kind of just like really random 
but it teaches you a lot and it's good. But, um, uh-huh. so when did you, when did you start like get to the point where you're like, I want to, to write music and I want to create music. When did you get to that, that I guess point in your life? Um, well, the, f- the first songs I wrote were when I was in eighth grade. Uh, and I was, I was in a band uh, a band called Carcass of Heidi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we had to change our name because my mom hated it. Um, <laughs> so we changed it to Over the Counter. But, okay. Um, but I don't remember if I wrote the songs when we were Carcass of Heidi or Over the Counter. <laughs> but I do remember that I wrote some songs in eighth grade. I don't think we ever ended up playing them as a band but that was like what i wanted and <laughs> we, we just played a lot of we played a lot of green day covers and like just i don't know a lot of classic rock songs and stuff and i don't know i i at some point i was getting like really into just bands that i liked at the time yeah um, and i don't know i just had thought i'd like to make songs and uh, so I made like two or three songs in eighth grade and my dad still says they were good, but I would disagree. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, that was, those were the first songs I made. So it, it, um, I don't know. It was a weird, a weird thing because I've been, I've been singing since I was in second grade. Okay. I, I was just like in theater and in church choir and stuff. Okay. But, but when I was in, when I was in eighth grade or I started playing percussion in like fifth grade or whatever, fourth grade or whatever. I don't remember what grade I started, but in like <laughs> school, school band. Uh, and therefore because of that, and, and I didn't really like it that much. But because of that, some friends of mine who like were just starting to play guitar when we were in seventh grade or eighth grade, uh, like asked me to play drums in their band, Carcass of Heidi. When I was, <laughs> when I was and, and uh, they didn't they didn't really know that I was like uh, a singing person. But so then when they when they asked me to join the to join the band, I was like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. I was like, do you guys have a lead singer? And my, <laughs> friend, Pat, my friend Pat says, no, but you're not being it. <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah, check out Pat Egan and the Heavy Hearts. Uh, Pat Egan and he, the Heavy Hearts. We'll check yeah, that out. <laughs> yeah, he, he was in my first band with me and uh, we go way back. Um, but. But yeah, and then our our keyboard player was like really good at keyboard, but like was not a very good singer. And uh, for some reason, by default, he was just singing everything. And then <laughs> I was really bad at the drums. And um, so one day it was like, it was like, why don't like, or I think the keyboard player wanted to try out playing drums. And then, uh, and then they had me sing, and then I sang, and then they're like, "Oh wait, you're like a singer." And I'm like, "Yeah." 
I um, love that. There, there's so many things about like bands, like those those days, those early days of bands, and like especially through high school and stuff, where where it's just such a different a, a different world where. Yeah. obviously you're you're literally just making music just for fun and you're all just kind of experimenting and so that idea that that hey i want to i want to do i want to do keyboards now and they and you just switch or you i want to do drums now and you just switch it's like it's just such a funny concept to me because it's it's how it worked and uh it's so obviously i mean there's been probably a little bit of growth that's happened between between your first experiment as a band with the corpus uh what was it uh the the carcass of, of carcass heidi of heidi yeah carcass of <laughs> heidi inside joke that i was not in um and <laughs> so you're just like <laughs> yeah That's i showed awesome. up to practice uh late and they were like yeah we're naming the band this and i was like okay <laughs> um, so i always think it's so funny that i just kind of fell into it and now it's my entire life is like revolves around this thing that I just basically fell into when I was a kid. Um, Cause before that, I, like, I mean, I started to like bands. Uh, I didn't really start listening to music for real, like to where I inc- or considered myself like a fan of any bands until sixth grade when I got into my chemical romance. Oh, okay. And, and like Fall Out Boy and, and uh, All American Rejects, but My Chemical Romance was like the one for me. Um, and <clears throat> before that, I would like I literally was thought that I didn't like music. I was like, yeah, I don't I don't really like music. Like, uh, and I liked music that was like from video games and stuff. But my sister told me that that didn't count, which I which I now disagree with. But oh, definitely, time, I was like, definitely yeah, I don't disagree. Really like music. I mean, my my life did revolve around music because I was in I was in musicals and stuff, and that was like my thing at the time. But I mean, like, I just it's so bizarre to me to imagine a time when I would have said I don't really like music. I don't really listen to music. Yeah, uh, and now it's like. I can't even imagine not not being involved in music. Yeah, so, yeah I'm, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of in a similar boat. I I mean, growing up, my my parents, you know, they they were kind of the the only musical influence I had in terms of like who I would listen to. And so from my mom's side, I'd listen to like the Bee Gees a lot and oh, yeah. um, and like groups like the Beach Boys, which were great. Um, but a lot of groups like that. And then on my dad's side, you know, got a lot of Creedence Clearwater and and um, some Crosby Steels, Stills Nash um, and Young. And then um, quite a few different, you know, a little bit more rock bands. But ultimately, it was all just oldies. I, we were always yeah. listening to the oldies radio station. And uh, and then my my sister, she and I are very similar personality wise. And she. Uh, she got into the punk rock scene and shared with me bands like MXPX and like Goldfinger. And that was, it was probably around the same period in my life. I was probably in, in, uh, you know, it's some, sometime towards end of elementary school when I realized, Hey, you know, I actually really like this kind of music. And it's (laughs) kind of funny because like you were saying, you know, it's, it, it's so much a part of who I am now. 
to look back and realize that I didn't have a preference when it came to a lot of that type, like that whole thing is like, it's very, it's very interesting, kind of bizarre to realize that that was a, that that was a thing when I was a kid that I didn't have an opinion. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. Yeah. (laughs) And especially with how, how a lot of that music, I mean, it shapes, it shapes how you write music. It shapes how you, how you view future music. And so, I mean, just kind of like looking at those inspirations that you mentioned, um, you brought up My Chemical Romance, which I mean, Gerard Way, you know, he he's kind of one of the most sincere, one of the most talented in that, especially in that genre. He's inspired so many musicians within that within the the rock and an emo world. He kind of just changed a lot of things. And then yeah, bands like awesome. All American Rejects came in and and Fallout Boys obviously still running strong. But yeah. how would you say that those guys, like listening to them on a regular basis, has influenced how you write music now? So I think, like, definitely I have noticed that that type of music is, like, in my blood. Like, honestly, especially, like, I would say, like, what I gravitate more towards sounding like would probably be um, maybe a little bit more towards All American Rejects. But, like, when I write music, it it by default a lot of times just sounds like that has something to do with it. Like when I uh, when I first started City Mouth, I think we talked about this this the other day, but it was like it started out as my solo like electro pop project. Yeah, and eventually I ended up realizing like, okay, these songs kind of just sound like they should be pop punk songs, and like I wasn't listening to pop punk at the time. Cause I was going through my, uh, uh, my hipster phase. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm still in a hipster phase, but a different type of hipster phase <laughs> uh, where I didn't, I thought I didn't like pop punk anymore. And then I decided, and then I like realized that I did, but like, <clears throat> I, um, I, um, I wasn't listening to the music at that at that time, but like I eventually realized, like this is just something that's like in me. That like this is just how I look at music in general. Like even though I'm not listening to this type of music right now, like the way that I approach even different types of music is based in this. So like I realized that I had to like stop running away from that <laughs> and embrace and even it. Now, yeah, and even now, like uh, our our the newer stuff we're working on is a little bit more like pop influenced uh, and like indie pop influenced. Yeah. But like just, just realizing that you can embrace that, but then apply it towards something else is like, it goes a long way. So I'd say like in specifics of like how, how it actually influences my writing, I think it makes it, I think it definitely makes, uh, these like expressions, these like uh, ag- aggression parts, like there are parts in the music that feel aggressive. Uh, and even though I would say we're, we're probably less aggressive than most pop punk bands. Yeah, um, I think so. But still just having that, the same way of expressing like anger or strong feelings is I mean, it's to get louder. It's to get like uh, bigger. Yeah, yeah. I um, I I listen to a lot of 
like indie pop music that feels very small and I like it. Yeah. Uh, I don't see myself ever being able to write that or at least not now, or at least not like as a permanent thing. Like maybe one song could come out like that. But yeah. It's just, I feel like part of who I am as a songwriter is, is having those really uh, big dynamics and, um, and then also I think just being very, I think being very like straightforward and, and with lyrics, like trying to <clears throat> trying to make them feel like just a person would say it. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Whereas my chemical romance is, is a little bit more theatrical. Yeah, for sure. So that might be more tied to like fallout boy or, or, uh, all American rejects and like yellow card and whatnot. Um, but I always try to make my lyrics feel like just something I would say in real life. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of, there are a lot of influences in it that I think will always be there just because that's like the foundation of when I started listening to music. Yeah. And I think that that, I mean, I, I look at that too and I, I kind of laugh cause like I, I've gone through quite a few different you know, listening stages where like my, uh, my wife, she's obsessed with country music. And so uh -huh. she'll try and get me to listen to country music all the time. And, and I can enjoy country music. And, and then uh -huh. I've, I've got some, some friends of mine who like rap and some friends of mine who like heavier music. And I, I'll listen to all these different things, but what it always comes down to is it comes down in my mind to comparing or uh, contrasting to the punk rock or the rock music that I listen to on a regular basis, the music that kind of shapes <laughs> my, my outlook on music and what music is to yeah. me. And so it's, it's kind of funny cause I, I have a very similar uh, take on it as you do. And, and um, I'm not, I'm not actively writing music or performing, but I do in a, in a consumer standpoint, I do see what you're saying and I kind of like seek out bands and I love that that similar artist section of, of you know, Spotify and and Apple Music because I'm able to kind of start digging deeper and finding bands that maybe have have done what you did, which is take a genre. Put a little bit of indie tweak to it or put a little bit of a whatever genre it is and kind of pull that in and. And honestly, it, it improves the genre. It makes the genre more robust. It, it kind of adds a little bit more depth to what what the music is and that's actually one of my favorite things about what you've done is um the how you've added the the trumpet in there how you've got the the nice balance of synthesizer in there and how you've kind of got this really cool balance of of typical punk rock pop punk sound and then adding in other elements and kind of looking at that how how do you kind of come up with that that process of adding in those other elements to your music um well thanks for saying all that <laughs> that's nice um and also um i don't know it, it feels pretty natural for the most part um i as far as like how we thought of adding trumpet to pop punk music, um, without it being ska, right? 
Right. Okay. So, so that's like the weirdest part about it to me is that we don't sound like a ska band somehow. Um, but, but I don't know. I never thought of that being a thing that you couldn't do. Uh, when I was in high school, I tried to start a post-hardcore band with a clarinet player in it. And everybody <laughs> told me that everybody told me it wouldn't work, and we never f- tried it. But I still am convinced that it would work. And so I don't know. I I don't. Um, I feel like a lot of my influences. Well, I mean, I think Chiodos. Uh, listening to Chiodos in high school, like expanded my thought of like what you could do in a specific genre because yeah Gregory Owens he really he really just expanded the the horizon of that music a lot right and there's there's a lot of like cool like orchestral stuff going on yeah a lot of it that that somehow doesn't feel like I don't know like Metallica or something I don't really listen (laughs) to Metallica I I don't know anything yeah it feels natural I think I heard a Metallica song once and that <laughs> orchestra in it, and it didn't sound like that. Um, you, you, you would be, you'd be offending one of my best friends right now. Metallica's like his, I, his I big thing. I lose some fans <laughs> oh, no. or something. I think that's actually another interesting thing is I, um, I actually watched an interview this morning. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of the YouTube channel Hot Ones, but um, the, the guy, Sean Evans, he's a, he's a really cool interviewer, but he was interviewing John Mayer. <laughs> And he was asking kind of how how uh, different it is now because, um, you know, he, he basically is saying in the guitar world, is there a kind of a feud between the young guys not understanding or knowing what the, the older guys have done? And uh, and so that was something that I mean, the, the answer isn't necessarily applicable, but it's that kind of idea to me where it's like music has grown and evolved so much that you can have multiple steps away from these bands that have shaped the bands that you love. Uh You may not have listened to the bands that your bands loved, but the fact is they still influenced it. You may have never even listened to a Metallica song or the ones you have heard. You may not have known it's Metallica, but the fact is like their influence is still out there. And so that's the funny part about it is, is you don't need to, you don't need to listen to Metallica. And I mean, if someone's going to like, kind of say well if he doesn't listen to metallica i can't listen to him it's like it's just such it's such a funny concept to me because there are a lot of people who act like that right it's like if they don't think this or they don't but the 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 crazy thing to me is is that music has so many different facets to it and and i mean you could even say i've never listened to the ramones and still be a pop punk punk rock band (laughs) because you've had so many other bands to kind of influence as well as the fact that you naturally are writing your own style as well anyway. And you don't necessarily need someone else's influence to, to say I can write music. You can write music because someone like you, I mean, I I don't know how you look at it, but in my mind, someone like you, you can write music because that's just naturally a, a talent that you have something that you can do. And I mean, obviously your, your songs that you've released so far have kind of shown that, that, Hey, this guy knows what he's doing. He can write music. And so I, I think it's kind of a, a funny concept that, you know, you may not have been influenced by any of the bands that people would think that you would have been influenced by. Yeah. So I, I think that's really interesting that it kind of like gets passed down. Cause like, yeah, I, I may not have listened to some band and 
but but or I may have listened to a band that listened to that band and took a lot of things from that band. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like the Beatles listened to like Buddy Holly. I've heard maybe one or two Buddy Holly songs, but that that influence still is in there somewhere. I don't know exactly where it is, but because I've listened to like the Beatles or bands that have listened to the Beatles or whatever, it gets passed down. I think that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it, it helps with the evolution. I be writing music no matter. Like, I, I honestly think that I would have gotten to this place. I don't know. I can't I can't say what I would have done or wouldn't have done. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't feel like I'm writing music because of because of pop punk music. Like, obviously, like that genre of music kind of started me out in being really interested in music. But I feel like it probably. I feel like I probably would have found something else that I would have liked, even if I hadn't found that. Um, I feel like that's just like a part of who I am, or maybe I would have done something else creative, but like, I don't know. I feel like music has always been something that I've responded to, even when I didn't think that I liked it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, um, the, this is something that, that the wait, one can of the, I go back can I go back to one thing? That yeah, of course, I of course, yeah, of course. Uh, when you were talking about country music and comparing and contrasting, uh, oh, like with the music, do you you listen to? Do you listen to the Wonder Years? Oh, I love the Wonder Years. Their new album have is phenomenal. Noticed, have you ever noticed how like Soupy would would probably write really good country songs? Okay, this is this is going to sound kind of funny. I I have noticed that. Um, and you, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard of Mayday Parade. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you know kind of the, the dichotomy there, how Mayday Parade started out with one lead singer. That guy yeah, separates, goes to Go Go Radio. Um, yeah. But he also created a solo album. I cannot think of his name right now. Jason um, Lancaster. Yeah. But he created a solo yeah. album and same vocals, same style, but it's very folksy country. And so... It cool. it's it's that same idea where you're kind of like he could write a really good country song. That's I've actually kind of seen it happen with with Jason Lancaster, and so that's oh, yeah. that's kind of funny. But you're right. I mean, I I have noticed that with the Wonder Years. I mean, yeah, his lyrical style is totally like very similar. It's very not. Yep. Uh, it's it's very narrative, and and a lot of times he's saying things in a way that's not trying to be clever. Like sometimes he is, and pretty much usually succeeds in being clever but oh of like, course yeah I, like i feel like the similarity there with like country is like country music something i didn't like about it when i was younger was uh that there wasn't like they weren't like wrapping things up in like complicated metaphors or anything they're just saying which is something that i've grown to prefer in music but when i was younger for some reason i didn't like that yeah, and I, th- I think that's one of the, I mean, kind of going back to what we were talking about, the evolution, right? I mean, you as a person are going to evolve in your style and your preferences and you and music as a whole is going to evolve and change. And and stylistically, it's going to it's going to just adjust to how people look at it and how people perceive it. And so I think I think that that is that's huge is that um, is that constant revolving door almost where a lot of styles a lot of bands are now pulling really really strongly from the older decades of music and they're starting to kind of pull in a lot of those 
those sounds and those those emotions and and so it's this constant like there's there's always something that that's going to be created i guess and kind of like what you were saying you you'd you'd be creating regardless of whether you listen to punk rock music or not um i i think personally that you'd probably still be writing songs regardless of of what genre you had listened to or anything kind of relating even if you were just still only performing in your church choir i'm sure you would have still found within yourself that passion for music and done something with it and i think that's something that i mean it could possibly not be that case but but i feel like there there are times where i hear bands and i'm like okay it's kind of a little forced it's it's not super organic it's it's a little bit a little bit trying too hard but then i find bands and I would put you guys in the same this same category bands where I kind of look at their music and Imagine Dragons is one of those bands where I'm just like, OK, I know that they're making music because they just love sharing that inspiration of, of their music. And like yeah, I said, I put sure. you in that same type, like same type of category where you're writing music first as an outlet for yourself and second as just a, to share that passion that you have. Is that I mean, is that an accurate yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm glad that comes across. Yeah. I mean, we're doing it cause we really love to do it. And, uh, I, I can't imagine myself not doing it. Um, but I don't know. I, I can't say what I would have done or wouldn't have done if anything in my life is different. Uh, it's like the butterfly effect. But, of course. Yeah. yeah. You, you can never yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I think that, I mean, yeah, I think I think most bands, even if a band comes off a little forced, I feel like they probably are doing it because they like it. Yeah, for sure. Because they feel like they would like it or if they could get to the point where it would flow a little bit more naturally. Um, Which I think starting out a lot of times it's it's so forced. Like, yeah, my, my first songs were like just dumb, like they weren't about anything that was real to me. They were just about things that I had heard other bands sing about and stuff. And it was just practicing, like, you know, making up a song. Yeah. Uh, And I mean, that's, that's definitely one of those things where anything that, that has value uh, in this world is going to take time to cultivate. Right. And especially, especially in the world of music. I mean, I, I would love to hear, you know, someone like a John Mayer way back when he first started playing guitar and realized, oh, yeah, he he started just like everyone else, you know, (laughs) and I think that's I think that's very true is is it is always going to be kind of forced because you're forcing yourself out of your comfort zone, right? You're learning something new. You're trying something new. And uh, I think that is the case, especially, you know, I that's why I, I always, always, always am super pumped about like kids in high school starting a band i'm like do it because it it gives you that opportunity for 10 years down the road like someone like you five ten years down the road to make music that isn't forced and that is organic and and that has a has a meaning that isn't just copying someone else's jam and and kind of recreating it right i always want people to start bands as as soon as possible if they if they're if they're thinking, oh man, I wish I was in a band, I'm like start a band, start writing songs right now, because then in then at some point you'll probably get to the point where it, it 
comes naturally. Yep. Um, which comes naturally. The the phrase coming naturally is is a little bit generous because a lot of times you do still have to like force it out and it's a lot of panicking about not being able to write stuff and then you do it again and then you're like oh cool i wrote another song and it's like <laughs> okay um so, so coming naturally it, it doesn't just like it doesn't just flow out like blissfully um, yeah onto the page or recording like it's still a struggle but it gets to the point where I think I think the main thing is you you just develop the the um, the ability to just know which things you write are good and which things you write are bad because because everybody's still gonna write bad stuff but you just know like oh well that's that's not what I want here it, like you I think your your taste your taste in what you what in what you write sometimes seems like it develops. It do, like I feel like that's the most important thing to to develop is is being able to judge the things that you're doing after you do them. But yeah, also like yeah, for sure. Also getting that judgment out of the way because when you're writing in the moment, you're gonna write better stuff if you don't try and judge it while you're writing. Yeah, and, and allowing you yourself to, to even because because if you put it down on paper, if you put it down, you know, you at least put it somewhere. You may pull you may have 99% of that piece that's gone, but 1% that you keep and put into something else because you did right. like that. But had you let the fear or let the, the um, judgment of yourself get in the way you've officially mm. shut off that creative outlet for whatever yeah. it was. And I, I, I really appreciate that because it's so true. It, I always, you know, there, there's always that, that quote of, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And it's the same thing with, yeah. with anything creative is if you're not putting it out there and you're, you're critiquing yourself to death, then what's the point in creating, right? Yeah, for sure. And so kind of shifting gears here, I, um, I watched your, uh, your CD release vlog that you guys did and uh, I loved it. It was super cool. I love Thanks. seeing like the full band and seeing the energy and seeing like the excitement and like the vocal warmups and stuff like that. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love vlogs. I have, I do a vlog with my, my family. We do like a once a week vlog, my wife and kid oh, and I, cool. and, um, you have to send me that. Heck yeah, man. I'll definitely send it your way. But, uh, but we do a vlog and it's just fun. I love, I love the behind the scenes. And, uh, and so I, I loved watching that and I kind of sparked a question in my mind. I was like, you know what? I'll bet that was a really freaking cool moment for, for Matt. And, and now that I've met you and I've talked to you and and watching that, it kind of gives it a little bit more reality to me. And so uh -huh. the question that came to my mind is, is like looking at this process, this creation that you've had with City Mouth. What's been your favorite moment up to this point? My favorite moment in the whole dang band yeah that's there's a that's a that's a freaking all-inclusive question that's huge wow. i know it's i know that's um, kind of overwhelming to think but uh, but yeah your favorite moment maybe maybe you can just say okay well i can't necessarily narrow it down but my favorite live moment or my favorite recording moment whatever it is but whatever you can think uh, of as your favorite moment um i don't know uh 
I don't know if I can name one. Uh, I mean, there there were a lot of times like playing with Troy that where we would I don't know that were like just super fun and like I don't know there there are times in every within every like iteration of Sydney Mouth I feel like there are things that I really fondly look back on, but. I mean, it's 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 less of like specific moments. I f- I find that like a lot of times when people talk to me about like uh, like stage fright and stuff, the way I think of that is if I'm if I'm really expecting a show to be like a certain show to be good or like to be like really special to me or whatever or to to feel more uh, to like to fulfill you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to fulfill you more than any other moment. If you somebody I can't remember who said this to me once. Uh but at the time I was like this does not make any sense, but um but basically if I'm looking for one moment to fulfill me more than any other moment, it's not going to happen because my head's like I'm overthinking too much. So it's like you got to really like just let it happen. So I don't know. It's like I like there are just certain things where it's like playing with certain people, I guess. I really like playing with everybody who's been in City Mouth. Um there are some like really good like pictures of like me and Troy who Troy is like our old bass player who uh is like the longest the longest member in the band besides me, and he's not in the band anymore, but he's okay. still our good friend. Cool. Um, and there are a lot of, like, really nice, like, pictures that I can look back on of, like, me and Troy, like, hugging on stage and stuff and having, like, a really good time. Uh, I remember, like, I, there, there were a lot of moments early on that where I, I guess I figured things out better like i figured out creating creating the energy yourself rather than trying to draw it out from the audience and i i feel like those first few shows after like when we were like learning how to do that uh were really cool because because it was like opening up a whole different side of us as performers uh i really enjoyed like playing with Kevin Dolan, who was like one of our, who was our second drummer, but like our only our second drummer from, uh, like we had a drummer for for one show, and then and then we had Kevin Dolan for like a lot of the shows for a while. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know, something about playing with him like taught me how to have a lot more energy. When I think that's one of those Um, things, like it's it's kind of a funny, it's a catch twenty two, right? It's like. If you if you try to draw upon the energy of the crowd, then they may you know whether they have the energy or not. If that's all you're depending on, you may or may not have energy, and right. then the crowd may be pulling energy from you, which you may or may not have. And so it's like this constant give and take. And so if you come right. in there, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah, if you come in there with energy, I think that's a great lesson to learn. If you come in there with energy, the crowd's gonna sense that, and it's gonna be even more exciting for them. And yeah. uh, and I mean, that was actually like another question. Like I, I remember I, uh, the last live concert I ever did, um, probably about eight years ago now and, uh, maybe nine years ago. It's a long time since I performed music, uh, in front of like a crowd or anything. But, um, 
I remember I had written this song specifically to like give the crowd something to sing and I'd sing back. And uh-huh. I just remember that feeling like being the coolest feeling ever them singing words <laughs> yeah. that I had written. How does yeah, that make absolutely. you feel when, when that happens? Uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, sometimes you can't hear it as well <laughs> as, as, as uh, you'd want to. Like sometimes you, you don't notice if it's happening, but uh and then you hear it like in the in the recordings yeah. of the show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I still remember the first show that I ever played when people sang along, uh, which was in high school when I, I played with my band uh my band Mora M O R A, but we also were <laughs> another bad band name that we changed. <laughs> uh was it was called at your ankles before oh no uh, (laughs) it wasn't as dirty as it sounded uh but uh but basically um i don't know some people at our high school liked this one song we did so i do remember like i remember being at playing at world folk music which is where we used to where I used to hang out in high school, it was like we had this open mic night and that's where I met a lot of friends that I still talk to right now. Mm -hmm. And like when I I got really involved in a lot of, in, in more of a music scene, um, unfortunately it closed down, but um, it was a pretty amazing place. Uh, But I remember playing there and I remember like hearing people's voices, like echoing off the walls, like, singing our lyrics uh and yeah that was like a powerful thing that i always wanted um so yeah it's pretty cool that now it's kind of like just a thing that happens uh but yeah i don't take it for granted though yeah i i just like i i think that's huge is first off not taking it for granted because i you know obviously that's that's kind of like the lifeblood of your music is is the people listening to it and yeah, um sure. and so i just i i just think that that um you know i'm i was just i was just thinking of it once again today because i was listening and and uh to your music and i was just like hey i'm singing along to these words and i was just like man it's, <laughs> it's funny how how quickly when someone like like you who can who can write good lyrics who can write something that has meaning when it's when it catches in your in someone's head and it's just like eventually that song has meaning to that person that's probably going to be a completely different meaning than it is to you right like so like when i listen to like lay awake i get this super excited happy vibe and i just get like the i just kind of get excited i even put it in one of those and put it in one of those vlogs i got permission from from uh, whoever it was who uh, had the label or whatever and um and yeah and it was just like it was just because it's like it just kind of energizes me. And so for someone like you, I don't know what went into that song in particular, but I just, it's so funny to me, like how, like, I mean, like it makes sense that the vibes of the songs are so like upbeat and stuff, but the lyrics are definitely not, but (laughs) none of them are happy songs at all. Uh, and, and, and in a way, like I, I take more of, I feel like other people take more of like the tone from it. And I, I know what I'm singing about. So it's like, I, I, uh, I forget that the tone is so, is so chipper. So positive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, lay awake, lay <laughs> awake. Is, it is not something I, 
I don't have a problem with that at all, though. Yeah, I guess I to me, cool. like when I heard when I hear the words to lay awake, I, I um, I don't, I'm sure you've heard of the company to write love on her arms. Um, yeah. And when I hear the song lay awake, it actually makes me think of Waloha, you know, to write love on her arms, and uh-huh. um, and they're kind of like their message of hope, right? And so that's why. When I hear yeah. when I hear lay awake, it's like yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I don't know what you were going right. through, or whatever. It's a bit more uplifting than anything. Yeah, where it's just like yeah, you may have these feelings, may have these thoughts, these insecurities, but you're never alone. Every you're, you've yeah. always got support. You've always got your, someone's got your back, right? And so that's uh-huh. and that that's that's the fun part for me. But um, honestly, I uh, I really appreciate your time, man. I um, yeah, no I don't want to take too much more of your time, but. Just in, in closing, um, you released a brand new album, Hollows, three yep. weeks ago now, right? Yep. Awesome. And uh, that's on Spotify, Apple Music, yep. um, pretty much any of those streaming services. And do y'all have do y'all have like any any merch? <clears throat> so we have some shirts that uh, are available through the label as well. We're also we're working on getting our own uh, shirts printed, but um, but the the shirts that that are uh, on the label or they're on our Bandcamp, which is merged with the the label's Bandcamp. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, those are really dope, um, and we're working on getting new ones. We just uh, <laughs> need money, uh, so we're yeah we're working on getting our own. I mean, like. When I say our own, like obviously they're both the the stuff that the label is printing is is yours as well, benefit. but it, yeah, and it benefits us as well. But we also we don't have those at shows, oh, so okay. we're gonna be we're gonna print our own and and have them at shows. Uh, we're just trying to get our money straight and whatnot. Um, that's the story of a of a band in, the, in this <laughs> stage, but uh, but that's why I ask is is um. Anyone who listens, who really digs the style, buying a, buying the CD, buying the merch, it's all it's going to do is it's going to help you to grow and help you to, to be able to be uh, sufficient enough to continue making great music. And so, um, Matt, sure. thank you so much for your time, man. And everyone who thank listens, you. definitely check City Mouth out. Uh, I see a lot of awesome things on the horizon. Are you are you doing any tours coming up? Um. Uh, nothing's announced yet. You'll hear about it soon enough, though. Awesome. Looking forward to it, man. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.